Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Canadian Pod Cow. Thanks for joining us. My name is Sarah Sash. I'm out here in beautiful British Columbia and uh, coming to us from somewhere in Ontario is my lovely co-host, Andrew Campbell. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Sarah. How's it going in BC? It's like, you know, we're, we're getting into summer now. Do you have all that first cut all done, putting your feet up, ready to go off to the cottage or anything like that exciting? <laughs> well, oh, we wait, don't call you're, it you're the cottage farmer. here. <laughs> oh, you don't. What's it called then? Where do you holiday? It'd be a, it'd be a cabin and I don't have oh, a cabin. But oh. cottage, no. <laughs> yeah, I... The, the dairy farming part always gets in the way of the cabining, that. cottaging, even, doesn't it? Even if we had one, we uh, might not be there because we have cows. Anyway, it's uh, it's been pretty chilly out, actually. Not good weather here uh, presently, so we're not talking about that. But generally getting through it and uh, getting going. How's it going your way? Well, it, it actually is the opposite. It It's very hot here in Ontario. Um, we are getting lots of rain. I believe uh, Ontario is turning into a rainforest is basically what it feels like right now. But, you know, for, for, for those that have all the crops in, then, you know, the corn's coming up and it's looking good. The beans are looking good. Like, I don't know, we're rocking it right into summer. That's great to hear. I notice my husband every day on his heat unit calculator thing for BC, checking how many we've accumulated for his poor little corn at this point. And it's like, and it's like he knows. It's like this is going to be terrible, but I'm going to look again. He's just like a sucker for punishment. That guy. Such is dairy farming. Anyway, today on the Canadian podcast, we're uh, talking about something a little different than this. We're talking about proaction, but specifically. Uh, well, Proaction is the National Quality Assurance Program for Canadian Dairy Sector, as most of us would know. Uh, but specifically, we're going to talk about the promotion angle today. So I'm excited for this one because it kind of brings together the promotion side, the Proaction side. How do these things work together on behalf of Canadian dairy farmers? Yeah, now under ProAction, uh, for those of us not, or for those not in the sector, there's six areas that fall under ProAction. There's the milk quality, the food safety, the animal care, the livestock traceability, biosecurity, and environment are kind of the modules that go with it. And one of the things that I think, you know, some dairy farmers question sometimes is, you know, are we promoting ProAction specifically enough to our consumers. So today we're going to learn more about the strategy behind the promotion campaigns and ask the question, like, does it leverage ProAction enough? And to answer our questions, better than Pamela Nalewajek, Vice President of Marketing for the Dairy Farmers of Canada. That's coming right up on the Canadian Podcast. Now, Sarah, I know that as dairy farmers, you're in the same boat that we are, that we're very proud of the quality of milk that we're producing. Uh, in fact, you know, I certainly think and I firmly believe that, you know, thanks to all of the high standards that we do have in this country, that we are producing some of the, uh, you know, best milk the world has to offer. I also know that, you know, with the development of ProAction, it, it, it was put in place to help show just how farmers are responsibly producing that quality milk, uh, which then in turn is obviously going to help customers know that they are getting the best that Canada has to offer with dairy. But I also know that 
like uh, I fall into the same category. I know there's lots of other farmers in this area that do that. Sometimes you wonder, you know, are we promoting the program enough? Should we be promoting it more given all of the uh, regulations that go with it? Which is why we're very excited to have Pamela Naliwajek, who is the vice president of marketing for Dairy Farmers of Canada. Pamela, welcome to the Canadian Podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Sarah, for having me on today. Oh, it's so great to have you here. Um, so as Andrew mentioned, you're VP of Marketing for DFC. So obviously there's a marketing element uh, to ProAction. Consumers want to know more about how their food's produced. They want to be reassured that they're consuming quality products. Can you tell us more about your role and how ProAction factors into your marketing campaigns at DFC? Absolutely. The ProAction program imposes some of the strictest standards in the world, doesn't it? And what this allows us is in communication to our consumers, it enables us to defend the quality of dairy products as well as our practices within the dairy industry. And for the past two years, many of our campaigns have been anchored by the Blue Cow, uh, Blue Cow program and ProAction. And it's proaction that allows us to inject concrete, tangible, factual statements. And in other words, it's our greatest asset in our toolbox, and we need to take advantage of it, as it has tremendous merit with consumers and the industry in Canada. Why? Because it serves quantifiable, system-wide proof points of what we do. And consumers want to know how their food is produced. So... Everything that we do in terms of our campaigns ladder up to the blue cow, the blue cow campaigns ladder up to ProAction program, and these statements speak to the reason to our fragile consumers who are more skeptical. They've got questions, and our producers are featured within these campaigns because they speak to the heart and stir the emotions of these consumers and are able to speak to those standards. So then, Pamela, have consumers heard about ProAction before? Not before uh, the Blue Cow logo campaigns. Um, however, now they're, they're perfectly aligned and understand that this these standards is really the topic that has the most potential to shift consumers' attitudes. So for that reason, um, we speak to this robust program and the everything that's put in place around this. So... They haven't really necessarily heard about ProAction before, but now by anchoring the campaigns to, uh, to ProAction, they are able to see these messages that they're aligned to standards, standards that dairy farmers adhere to. And so within the content, for example, on social and digital, we're able to do deeper storytelling, and then we drive our consumers to ProAction for them to get more information. So it really is about bringing proaction to market to consumers more so as you move forward. Absolutely. So as I said, consumers really want to understand the standards to which we adhere to. We mentioned to Canadian consumers that we adhere to uh, high quality, high standards, but it has to ladder up to a program. And this is the means to that program. So the Blue Cow is a very strong brand. Is it fair to say that the Blue Cow is like the consumer-facing side of ProAction? Is that what you're getting at? Is is that 
like you don't want to create confusion in the marketplace. Are we just specifically we market the blue cow and then ProAction is all the parts that stand behind that brand? Yes. So let me explain to you that consumers need to know that there's a program of standards, but it's not about promoting the specifics rather than the standards of the program. And we have started to do so together with the Blue Cow logo messaging. And that provides the solid actions that complement and they help each other so that they help feed and nurture. And you'll be seeing continued integration of ProAction through social and digital. But it needs to be done with deeper storytelling. It's not within the 30-second campaign ad that you would see on TV. Now, I want to get back to ProAction in a minute, but while we're talking Blue Cow, mm. I want to stop here for a second, and and maybe you can just kind of give us a little bit of an update in terms of, you know, where awareness is today with the Blue Cow, and, you know, w what are some of the initiatives that are happening right now to ensure that more and more Canadians do know what the Blue Cow is? So awareness of the Blue Cow logo has never been as higher as it is today. It's at 89% awareness. So 20.5 million Canadians are aware of the Blue Cow logo. And what it does, it truly helps uh, for consumers to understand when they're seeing that Blue Cow logo, the different things that it stands for. And we talk about innovations, we talk about sustainability, we talk about standards, um, uh, animal care, all that. So when they're actually looking at when they're purchasing in store or whether they're going to a restaurant and they're able to see the Blue Cat logo, they're automatically being able to understand what it stands for. But we need to continue to build on its familiarity, what it stands for. And as we know, Canadian dairy farmers, we continue to be focused on actions such as sustainability, which is very important. And if we're, and the goal is to anchor the sustainability efforts to the Blue Cow logo. So it's, it's about shifting perceptions and making sure that consumers are more aware about what dairy farmers are doing. So I'm finding this a really helpful conversation, even as someone who's so familiar with the Blue Cow and with the ProAction program separately, um, hearing about how they're integrated kind of in this way is really helpful to me as a producer. Am I understanding correctly that we can kind of leverage the credibility acquired by the Blue Cow to promote the ProAction program in our campaigns? Yes, you can. Because um, as you know, the campaigns have been addressing successfully the misconceptions of the dairy industry and it's promoting the hard work of our dairy farmers, their care for the animals, the dedication of sustainability and all the standards. So those are the topics that are most important and the Blue Cow logo is an anchor. So it's just, it's a means to be able to communicate. So as that moves forward, then can you give us some examples of, you know, what new partnerships may be coming along in order to promote both that Blue Cow and ProAction together? We continuously get partners wanting to leverage that Blue Cow logo. And that's exciting to be able to be in that position. It's become one of the most trusted logos. So more and more partners want to be able to leverage that logo on their products because they're realizing that it actually incites purchase intent. So 
Such examples of different partnerships we have is Lactalis, for example, where they have put it all on their natural cheese products. Well, uh, they have now included it across the board to all their yogurt category, which is very exciting. So as you can understand is that as consumers now are shopping within the dairy case, they're really coming and interfacing with that Blue Cow logo more and more. Uh, you'll see that within a lot of... Um, uh, restaurants as well, uh, within coffee, uh, to name a few. A uh, lot of uh, ice cream, Canadian ice cream is holding the Blue Cow logo. So um, it just continues to, to further evolve. Now, of course, we always have some announcements, some really exciting announcements. So stand by for that at the AGM. Well, as a consumer myself, I know I've enjoyed watching it grow in the yogurt case is a great example. There used to be very hard to find, it felt like, in the yogurt case and now all over the place. And same thing with drive throughs and other things. It's neat uh, to see it pop up all, all different places. So we really appreciate that work. We have to take a break now and hear a message from our sponsor and we'll be right back. If you ask Canadian dairy farmers what it takes to become global leaders in sustainable farming, they might say, Conserving wetlands with Ducks Unlimited Canada. Working with clean farms to find innovative ways to reduce plastics. Supporting biodiversity with Tree Canada. If you ask dairy cows, well, they always say the same thing. Dairy Farmers of Canada, doing more today because we're here for tomorrow. Find out more at herefortomorrow.ca. Well, we're back with our guest, Pamela Naliwajek, the Vice President of Marketing for the Dairy Farmers of Canada. Now, Pamela, when it comes to proaction, uh, certainly, you know, I see it even within our household and within our family that, you know, as generations change, so does how we all consume dairy. Um, you know, I'm a big cereal guy. Uh, my kids, if it's not a yogurt drink, then they're not into it, um, is kind of the way, the way it goes around our place. I, I'm curious, you know, in your... Uh, you know, marketing focus groups and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, as new generations, you know, do come up, what what do their relationships, how do they change over time with the dairy products of today? Oh, that's a good question. Dairy has really evolved um, over generations and and I and it has the the interaction with dairy is not the way it used to be. You know, the whole family dynamic is not the same anymore. Um, can, you know, we know that families less and less are eating around the table. And this, you know, let's not factor in the, the COVID factor, of course. Um, but, you know, a lot of uh, families, uh, parents are working. So the family unit by sitting at dinner is not the same. So the same thing is with the, the interaction with dairy. And it's consumed in many different ways, however, not necessarily in the same traditional sense. So uh, breakfast occasions are very important uh, so that you'll see it integrated in many within young millennials and Gen Z within their smoothies, for example. Uh, breakfasts on the go, uh, are, that's a perfect way. Um, so 
we know that dairy is consumed in many things that our young millennial Gen Z love. Uh, so that is really uh, the direction that consumers are taking. So that's that's more around the consumption of dairy, uh, the, how that has changed. However, those that, you know, have questions around dairy, whether it's around what dairy farmers do, uh, around how food is made. Uh, this is where the, the whole opportunity comes. And that is by us enabling through our communication efforts, talking about how dairy is produced and for them to be confident in what they're consuming. So it's always making sure that uh, we're the misconceptions that we're hearing, the anti-dairy rhetoric, is that we need to continue to be loud and speak positively on what we do. And that provides the confidence. So I like to think the social acceptability to consume dairy because there's so many options out there. But we want to make sure, though, that the nutritional benefits of dairy comes across and it's done in ways that are uh, that are most engaging to our young millennial Gen Z. So how much did the priorities of the younger generations influence ProAction itself? Well, it's all about the standards. So we know that uh, standards are one of the key things that consumers really want to know about. Is my food produced in a sustainable way? Uh, and they make choices brand choices and consumption choices based on their values. So these values right, are pretty much aligned with dairy farmers because we have all these things that we're able to communicate to, whether it's the Blue Cow logo, whether it's sustainably sourced on how we produce dairy, uh, uh, how we take care of our animals, all those aspects lead into the values of consumers. And I feel that we can speak to all of, our, all of those things in a very positive manner. So that comes back to proaction. Those are the standards. And I have to say that dairy farmers should be very proud of those six modules that are now existing today. And those six modules respond directly to consumers. And it's better, I can speak from personal experience, it's better for us to be able to have the standards than to be told what those standards are. Well, and I, I totally agree with that, Pamela, in terms of having us decide some of that rather than be told. Um, but you you bring up the modules, and I think it's important to kind of walk through maybe a few of them and how they fit in specifically on the marketing side. Um, now, in, in my mind, and this is kind of my personal opinion, but when you talk about milk quality, food safety, and biosecurity, those are pretty easy ones, I would hope, um, to sell, but nonetheless, really important ones. Um, so can you talk about, you know, what a consumer's, um, you know, needs and wants are when it comes to seeing these specific modules about quality, safety, and biosecurity? All in all, consumers are demanding more transparency. And I and these uh, proaction enables us to be a lot more uh, transparent. So these particular modules, in particular, um, are addressing the main the main topics, right? So we talked about food when it where it comes from. Um, we talked about animal care. This is socially responsible way, and we know that 
environment is the key. And the more that we're able to talk about that with consumers, I believe the the more comfort and uh, alignment that it is to these consumers' values. So these particular modules, uh, the latest one, which was the environment one, was was very important. It was key. So let's swing it back to cows for a minute because, you know, we like to talk about cows here. Um, any dairy farmer will tell you happy cows make better milk. It's a simple fact to us. It's key to dairy farming. How important is the animal care module itself in that regard? Do Canadian consumers care as much as we do specifically about what cows are up to in their day and how we're caring for them? Oh, absolutely, they do. They One of the uh, topics, of course, that we know um, amongst the pillars is animal care. Um, but I can tell you that today, the, the sustainability seems to take a higher uh, importance. Why? Because it's become kitchen, kitchen table talk, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. So animal care, irrespective of everything, um, Canadians want to know that animals are treated well and they want to know how. And as you know, a lot of the uh, campaigns around the Blue Cow logo always center messages around that. Uh, so, so cows are always the center of, uh, of our campaigns in addition to dairy farmers. But, it, you know, is, is it, uh, it's always a concern. And I think that it's always a topic that we need to continue to speak on. But I have to say that right now, something else has come uh, a little bit over and above that, and that is sustainability. Well, let's talk about that sustainability piece then with that, as you mentioned, the environment module that comes with it, uh, because I think that for a lot of farmers, uh, you know, I, myself included, I think Sarah's the same, that sustainability to us, certainly environment's a component to that, but there's obviously also the economic and the social sustainability components as well. Um, now, with the environment module, obviously, it's very focused on that component of uh, of sustainability. You mentioned just how important it is to consumers. How how important is it to have this module within ProAction, and, and how can you use it to make sure that consumers do understand that dairy farming is a sustainable food source, um, you know, and, and don't necessarily believe everything they may read to the negative online? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that the first thing is whether dairy farmers have announced their commitments uh, to net zero by 2050, which is, you know, it's an incredible announcement to uh, to to make. But we can't ignore the fact that dairy farmers have always held sustainability in their actions on what they do on farm. And so one of the things is important is for consumers to understand that it's not just because today that we've made this important announcement. It's to give credit to what dairy farmers have always been doing around sustainability. And it's not something that we have necessarily been really communicating on. And this is only recently over the, the, the last three years that uh, uh, DFC marketing has really been focused on other areas, and that is more around uh, proaction and everything related to 
what dairy farmers are doing on farms. So this enables to have consumers look inside, see what's happening, and this enables them to have a greater confidence. So it's important that it's the, this great announcement that we have made uh, regarding sustainability by 2050 net zero doesn't necessarily mean that dairy farmers have not already been doing so, and we are well on our way. So taken together then, all these parts, uh, I don't know whether to say values are new values or whether these values are just important more so to people now, but do these pieces allow us to kind of defend and maybe even promote through the blue cow social acceptability of what we're doing, like the the kind of soft side of it, if that makes sense. Mm. I think the blue cow and proaction, they're really working strong together for consumers. And we know that the blue cow logo has this universal recognition, strongest equity. It's featured in campaigns. It's, you know, we see that it's influencing consumers' purchase decisions. It's found on over 8,000 consumer-facing products. It has contributed significantly to its presence and familiarity. And it has a lot of dimension, a lot of dimension. And the, these dimensions continue to feed ethics and governance and everything around uh, specifically that, that impact consumers. So the Blue Cow logo, I, I really think that it's it has a broader objective a broader objective and that broader objective is all the pillars to which it speaks to so then just kind of finally for me pamela in terms of those pillars that you do talk about and, and certainly you know we talked a lot about you know this is what consumers are looking for demanding want that proof as you said um to do with it my question is kind of twofold one is is there anything missing that consumers are still skeptical about. Um, and if there isn't, then how do we as a dairy industry doing a do a better job of making sure that Canadians do trust what we're doing, that we know what we're doing, um, you know, that we're doing a good job? We need to continue to communicate to consumers. The voices are voices will always continue to be loud. I think it's important that as an industry that we have and leverage all the opportunities that we have. This wonderful session that we're doing right now, the PodCal, it's a means to be able to communicate to the dairy farming community. We have our campaigns that are able to speak to consumers. We have an ecosystem of third-party experts that, that talk on behalf of dairy industry standards. All this is what I find is moving forward. We will need to continue to unify our message and to speak to the high quality standards under our trusted symbol. And it's not just the logo. It's a brand that has the most influential and trusted, and this represents our greatest advantage. And we need to continue to leverage our communications as one influencing consumers and speaking to what dairy farmers are doing. So this provides that confidence to continue to consume dairy. It's 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 
to be able to continuously speak to consumers on our standards. And just because we think that we see it once, it doesn't mean that it's done. There's just different ways to be able to continue to speak to them. But it takes a community. Okay, Pamela, I do have to know, because you mentioned that you've got some exciting things coming up at DFCAGM, and we would not want to miss a scoop if we could get it here on the Canadian podcast. So is there any hints as to what might be coming in some of these new partnerships, some of these new campaigns? Well, on July 1st, we will be launching a very important campaign, and it's called I'm In. And it'll show... For decades, Canadian dairy farmers have been committed not only for producing milk, but also taking care of the environment for the future generations. So now we're going to tell Canada how we are committed to reaching net zero greenhouse gas emissions for the sector by the year 2050. And it leverages our most valuable resource, our Canadian dairy farmers, and their passion for being great stewards of the land, and it puts them at the center. We have over 10 different dairy farmers from across the country through powerful visuals that will show the beautiful natural environments of Canadian dairy farms with innovative green technology and many things that are showing bold upfront what they are doing uh, both personally and professionally as they continue their journey for protecting the environment. So we're really excited to show that July 1st. So stand by for that. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation, Pamela, about that combination of implementing nationwide standards for Canadian dairy farmers and then using those to inform Canadian consumers about our industry and such a major undertaking, but it sounds like you all have it well in hand at DFC, so we really appreciate that. We've covered a lot of ground with you today, Pamela, and thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you, and I, I just want to finish to say that the Blue Cow logo in ProAction is our wall of strength. And behind it, it's all dairy farmers across Canada. And it takes passion and dedication to producing some of the best dairy in the world. So that is one thing that we have that is our greatest advantage. And that is Canadian dairy farmers. Thank you. So as we've been talking about throughout the episode, working collectively to demonstrate responsible stewardship of our animals, of our environment, to provide consumers with quality assurances that our milk is sustainably produced, safe and nutritious is a real mouthful and a challenge, Andrew. Yeah, it certainly is, Sarah. And it, But it is one of those things that I, I was really happy to have that discussion with Pamela to kind of get the thinking behind some of that marketing, because I think it does sit as kind of that curious question is, are we promoting it enough? How does it fit with the blue cow? So, so just to hear from Pamela that it is really a, a cornerstone and going to continue to be moving forward is is pretty exciting, I think. Yeah, I'm very involved in our market growth committee here in BC and, and what we do in, provincially and get a lot of questions about the national programs, about the blue cow, about what it really means and why we need to do it and why it's important. And I think that this conversation really uh, bundled a lot of that together in a really meaningful way where you could understand how the pieces fit together and what the actual like leveraged value of combining ProAction and the Blue Cow um, is for dairy farmers. 
And I do think, too, that when you do look at, you know, we discussed it earlier on, too, in terms of just the number of products that are coming online are on board with the blue cow. I mean, something has to be going right there because they're not just going to put it on just because we asked pretty please. Clearly, they see value. And that's and that's, you know, pretty exciting for us as dairy farmers, I think. Yeah, it really means something to take up some space on a package label or on a shelf or any of those things. So it's great to see so much more of it out there. I know I love looking for it in the grocery store and getting a sense of of how it's growing. And I can't wait to hear what other uh, partnerships are coming on board this summer and into the future. I totally agree with that, Sarah. Now, if you have comments about this episode or any other episode that we've done, we would love if you dropped us a note. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can also email us directly. The email's podcast at canadianpodcow.ca. Speaking of which, Andrew, we received some mail. Russell Reitzma wrote us and said... I'm encouraged that we are seeing a rise in people in agriculture doing more for the public and each other through social media, podcasting, and more. It is a trend that I stand behind and appreciate you providing dairy farmers quality entertainment and education through the Canadian Podcow. So thanks for that one, Russell. We appreciate you saying we're entertaining. Well, yeah, like uh, quality entertainment and education and Canadian Podcow in one sentence. I, I, I think Russell is emailing the wrong show, but that's fine. We'll take it nonetheless. Well, Russell's a great guy from out here in BC, so we appreciate you listening, Russell. And thank you to Dairy Farmers of Canada for making the podcast possible. Thank you to our guest, Pamela Nalawachik, and of course to our production team, Bruce Sargent and Kyle Belanger, always helping us out to produce our episodes. And of course, thank you for listening. We will catch you on the next episode of the Canadian Podcast.